Today is March 27th, and there is no Yankees baseball. There is no baseball. There's no baseball at all. It was supposed to be opening day yesterday. It wasn't quarantine life, but we got a lot of voicemails. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? It is Friday morning. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from the spare bedroom in my apartment in Harlem, and I have Jake, who trekked all the way through Central Park to join me to do this live in the same room. Jake, how you doing? James, good morning. Good morning. I'm doing all right. Can yeah. I can I do something a little mean? Okay, yeah. I just saw these things here, and I wanted to just just make everyone a little sadder. Ooh. Like, this is what oh, we, no. we were supposed Jimmy. to be doing today. No. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. You Yankee motherfucker. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing baseball stuff. You're an idiot. I'm sad. That was so dumb. Should have ended the episode with that, not started it with that. I just saw it. it a huge mistake. I know. I, tr- I told you. Sad. Giant mistake. I think it gets everyone off on a nice somber End the app. We got a lot of voicemails. Done. Thank you. If this, if you're wondering, hey, I usually listen to this on my morning ride, and it's late. You guys were late today. We apologize. Time doesn't matter. So yeah. don't bring that at us. Quarantine life. Don't make your problem our problem. So. No, we apologize. We're the whole weekend. Late. We had the Clark Schmidt. I, th- I believe we have Voight coming on the show next week, and we have... Trying to line up as many interviews as we can to fill time here. Clark was awesome. I don't know if we fully debriefed on that, but if you haven't listened to that episode and that interview with him, go back. It's got it's got personality stuff and then yeah. deep dives into his pitching and his curveball, which was a much more interesting story than I thought. So go listen to that interview if you have not. But Jake, how'd you handle not opening day yesterday? Um, good question. Um, a lot of sad, sadness, a lot of pain. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It was, it was nice seeing the internet try to rally and all the energy behind baseball. But I I mean, at its core, it's just, uh, it's a gump punch. I mean, at so many various times yesterday, it was jumping into a, the past four or five months of anticipating this day and being excited for this day. And then it was, you know, what would we be doing outside of this? And um, just a different kind of excitement that would be around it. But um, it was all right. Did uh, did did the opening day online thing a little bit with Keith. That was fun with Stucco, Coley Harvey. Our, our guy Baseball Brit popped in there for a little bit. And then I think they did a round two a little later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, good, good energy and people trying their best. But it's... Uh, you know, shot to the heart and, and you're to blame, Corona. Shot to the heart. We a Bon Jovi pod? Yeah, right. 
Yeah, I mean. Why not? Yeah, you got to play living on a prayer at a wedding. No need to not be a Bon Jovi pod. There it is. Yeah. Right? To be he's, act- a per- he's a performer. Like, you don't have to love his music, but you got to respect what Bon Jovi's about. Yeah. Okay. How'd you do yesterday? Oh, I was fine. I, I did made it into a head down work day. Head down. I was, uh, I was making breakdowns. Yeah. Made two old ones. Did you see them? The Farnsworth fight and then the, the Brzezinski fight. Yep. Couple punches thrown. Called Barry Larkin number 11. That got everyone upset. Tough. It is tough. There's like 20 guys. Yeah. I mean, that's never going to end. I, I know. That's why I don't like making the old breakdowns. I know. Yeah. That's like tough. I, I was ho- so excited for the season to come and it to be 15 games a day and not have to do old ones anymore. Yeah. I don't like doing it. But I did the BattleBots one. That was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Did you know, I told you, Chris Rose is the announcer. He DM'd me. He said, good job. You know, I announced us. And I was yeah. like, I did because I watched it. Watched it, Chris. But I cut out all the humans in my breakdown because I just right. thought it was funny to just act as if they're not Straight being robots. controlled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I cut out all the announcers and all the refs and everything. Because the refs like doing a knockout count. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing. BattleBots. I used to be a big BattleBots guy. I would tune in when I was younger. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. That's how, well, I this is me taking a leap a little bit, but I got, I potty trained um, because of a remote control car. So they were just like, little Jake was pretty lost in, in that world. Why would they, that if they knew you had to shit, would they drive the car into the toilet? And no, I mean, as, as the listeners of Talking Yanks probably know by now, I, I put up a pretty big stink about being potty trained because why? Um, Big Earth. You were doing just fine. Big Earth. Shitting yourself. Um, but then you go to high school and you got to figure things out. So, uh, no. They, uh, I mean, this is literally, this, this is a classic Jake story. I was like, they were looking for anything to try to bait me into potty training. I was like, no, you got, you guys got nothing. Almost next commercial on the TV screen was a remote control car. And I was like, give me that, I'll potty train. And they did. And I potty trained from Saul. How old were you? Uh, tw- no, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, young, like it wasn't getting weird. Okay. Like I, I didn't enter the period of where it's like, oh, Jake's like, Jake's might have to be an outside human. You did breastfeed like, till 10. Like that. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> on other ladies, let's listen to your guys' voicemails <laughs> shot through the heart. <laughs> this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by our fabulous new friend, Sarah Gibbs, Julie Her. Two R's. Maybe you roll it. Her, her, how do you? I can't. I can only roll R. That's I a can't heart. roll them. Her. her. You can't roll at the end of that there. Sorry, Julie Her. Jared Dens. Nicole Rosano. Nicole Rosano. Doug Hathcock. No. Doug Hathcock is what it says there. Doug has a cock is basically yeah. what this guy's name I is. was pretty into Doug Hathcock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's might, better than Hathcock, yeah. to be honest. Doug Hathcock? I mean, if that's his real last name, Hathcock, it's probably not. No. Uh, Andrew Marrero, Parker Cavan, Tyler, Aaron Woodbury, and Grace Scully. Scully's a cool name. Scully and Mulder. Those are our most recent... Patreons, shout out to them. Shout out to the crew in the chat. We hit them with a weird 10 a.m. Friday episode, and they're still in the chat, going strong, hanging out, talking. So appreciate that. And like Jake said, let's just get into voicemails. 
Here's numero uno. Hey, John Boy and Jake. This is Will calling from Amherst again. Thanks for playing my unsung question the other day. I got one question for you today. What's uh, Shane Spencer doing? And also, what's uh, Ricky Lede doing? 98 hero. No idea on Ricky Lede. Shane Spencer, friend of the program. Yeah, was on. Was on talking Yanks. When we talked to him, he was coaching in Korea, right? Yeah, he did. Um, was he still doing it? Because he, he said it and he was, tr- well, he actually wasn't trying to sugarcoat it. He said it was a bad brand of baseball, just like the defense was porous. He said the defense was bad, yes. It's an offensive league. There's not yeah. a lot of pitching or defense. Um, so I don't know. He came on the pod. He was a pretty cool guy. He definitely, and, you know, we only had one interview with him and it was over the phone. He was He was playing the self-deprecating card pretty hard, um, which is fine. I mean, live there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Shane's up to. Do we still have his information? What was, what was he plugging at the time? Wasn't there something in New York City? Yeah, there was a roast. Yeah. I think it was a roast of Shane Spencer. Could have been. Yeah. Do you think, like, his Wikipedia actively gets updated? Um, dep- Depends your definition of actively, but no. <laughs> in 2013, he was named the hitting coach of the Somerset Patriots in the Atlant- Atlantic League. Yeah, nothing about Korea here. So it doesn't get actively updated. Okay. As for Ricky Lede. Big Ricky Lede. I kind of got the Ricky Lede mustache coming in right now. I spelled his name wrong. I mean, do L-E-D-E-E. you think... Do you think he's made news? No. Oh, Ricky Lede's got a really good card. Look at this. Uh, look at this cute as hell baseball card. That is a cute as hell baseball card. You don't see that pose often. enough. Just so cute. He's got instead of like the the elbow on the table, knuckles on the face, kind of leaning up. Like he just turned. he let the list he let the he let the lift he let the wrist just go with it. Both Caitlin and, and my look. Both Caitlin and my little brother sleep like that. Sure, and I always undo their wrist. Because they're going to wake up with a sore wrist or a sleepy wrist. Two people you've slept with. Whoa. Luke's awful to share a bed with. Oh, I know. Sleeps diagonal. Here's a weird one to start off that I was going to skip, but I'll just play it. Hey, this is Hoodie Talkman. Uh, I'm just calling to ask what your guys' preferred brand of toilet paper is. You know, I'm having a lot of trouble. I've got some rough toilet paper. What do you guys think is the, just provides the softest wipe? Let me know. Love your work. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I'll answer it quickly. I'm strictly in the middle here, and I really don't like the the, the really super thick, fluffy stuff because it feels like you're just smashing shit onto yourself. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with the fluffy stuff. Um, I just can't go crazy thin. No. Um, my no, nobody's butt is up for that. Mm-mm. Um, I'm telling you, I I know some of that hoodie gang is young. Um, mix in a mix in a wet one a little here and there, and you're uh. Your life's going to change. This guy called in 58 seconds. Hit Hit the timer. Abided by the rules. I don't know if we've laid down the law in a long time, but if your voicemail is over a minute long, it doesn't even get... Look, like the next one's a minute and six. Oh, it's Boobock. He's the only one grandfathered in. Wow. Hey, Dumbo Jake, Bill from Austin. Hey, so uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be looking to play voicemails about the uh, 2020 playoff season. But I'm thinking baseball can extend the regular season later into the 
the season probably into October. And then if you shorten uh, playoff series like the ALDS or the ALCS just by two games um, and remove the wild card because the entire season is pretty much a wild card, then you can pretty much save a week and a half of play right there, maybe extend the season another week and a half, maybe get another 10 games in. I don't know. But uh, I think an 81-game season isn't a full season, and it was kind of, it kind of made the playoffs. I don't know, not a waste, but stupid. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts. Extend the season. Shorten the playoffs. Go again. Well, the interesting to see what they do. Did you see, like, a lot of the tweets out there and Heyman's tweets and someone else, like, they're actually thinking of doing the opposite. They're doing more teams in the playoffs, more of, like, a round-robin vibe since the season will be short. Right, but, uh, well, Heyman, Heyman tweeted that out, and I think that's going to happen for sure. Um, you and I have been doing our our baseball videos, and we went to the, what was it, 1981 strike season? Yeah. And they it was, like, the first year they expanded the playoffs. Baseball baseball likes using this as an opportunity. Actually, all the leagues. I, I mean, don't be surprised that the NBA, um, they wanted to stretch out their season further into the summer previously. So I, I think when NBA comes back, they're going to be testing some things. Um, baseball is... Uh, in my opinion, going to expand their playoff format for sure this year. Um, the range of games, uh, I know Heyman had 144 listed in there today. I, I still think that's on the high side. I think they're going to do everything they possibly can to get triple-digit games. Uh, it's just a matter of what that looks like. And it looks like the owners and players already essentially agreed on stuff. They uh, Passon tweeted that out last night, and that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping that both sides wouldn't be fighting for ground during the pandemic, and it seems like they're not. Um, but, I, I mean, it just still knows. I mean, Heyman dropped the late May at the best. That still seems tough at this point because that means you got to be doing spring training stuff in early May, and that would mean the world is doing great, which I don't believe in anymore. I said the park was too active last night. Tried taking the dog for a walk. People are getting too comfy. Everyone thinks they did their three days and it's over. No, we got to do a little more. So uh, we'll see. I do think we're going to get triple-digit games. It's just how many. Is it 100 on the nose or is it? do they get into the like 140 range? Seems doubtful. Yeah, I still think 80 to 100 is where it seems plausible for me. Um and the agreement Jake's talking about is they agreed to pay out April and May. So we're not getting baseball in April and May, basically. Because they're giving each team $170 million to cover salaries for April and May. Which to me just means that, and that's what I thought. They were like, we're not even going to, those aren't even part of the equation. Because we need to lo- get the logistics, like give us enough time breathing to get the logistics ready. Yeah. So I think if there's anyone out there who is crazy enough to think that we may see May baseball, that's kind of a sign there. It is good that they agreed on that quickly. What they agreed on is that if the season gets played or not, it counts as a season for service time players. Um, And they agreed to prorate all of the incentive and arbitration stuff. I don't know if incentive stuff, but arbitration stuff. For arbitration reasons, it gets prorated. So if you're wondering what that means, if someone goes into arbitration, they use numbers and they compare them like, well, you only hit 15 home runs. Last year you hit 20, so why should we give you a big raise? Well, obviously, since there's a lot of counting numbers that go into arbitration, they're going to prorate them as if it was a regular season. That's a win for the players. 
The service time is a win for the players. I think 170 mil is kind of a win for the owners. Um, because I think the players would want their full salaries. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, there's some interesting push-pulls there, and I, I think wins wins an interesting word because like like I was hoping for in these peaceful negotiations, service time-wise, I mean, guys are aging. Like, that's the key point behind this. So I, I don't know if that's more so a win. I just thought that was something that couldn't be discussed. Like, I don't think you could hold off and not have a free agency next offseason if they canceled this season or whatever. So, um yeah, uh, I, I agree, I mean, but I'm definitely the league probably said, well, we'll give you that one, even though like they yeah, had I, to. Yeah, I just, I think, I don't think the owners had anything to stand on uh, pandemic-wise with that situation. So I, I think it's good that they can move past that, and, and that's where I think, you know, if you're going to call that a win, like I think the playoffs is absolutely going to happen, and, and you'd label that a win for the owners. But I think in this short exactly. season, yeah. um, that that's the way to go, and... And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what today's the twenty seventh. Um, baseball was supposed to start yesterday. I think what what was Memorial Day weekend? Does that is that May twenty seventh? It would be interesting to see if that was the two months um, that MLB is kind of talking at covering contracts. I wonder if they have something lined up for then, or if they have something lined yeah, up. Yeah, because for if it June, go, it'd be if interesting. It, if, if there's no baseball in June, they're going to have to come to another agreement, right? Um, because the agreement only covers April and May, but. They came to agreement quickly, which is good. But they didn't. They didn't discuss because it's not really up to them when baseball's coming back, right? So they couldn't really discuss that. But that's what. So anyway, back to the question. In 1981, they had the first time more than four teams made the playoffs because there was a shortened strike season because the strike was over in 1981. Owners wanted to make a rule that if you signed a free agent from so like. Reggie Jackson's on the A's, and he becomes a free agent. The Yankees sign him. Great. They get Reggie Jackson. Now the A's get to grab any player on the Yankees. That's what, I, that's what all the owners wanted. So the players were like, no fucking way. And, and uh, uh, I mean, that's, that's that a might, really that's good... Not, that might be an abridged version. I didn't do a deep dive. Sure, but I, I think what that's a better case of is that these are, you know, these are extremely unique times expect extremely unique stuff. Don't, uh, if, if someone gives you an argument that it's like, well, baseball hasn't really done this before. I mean, now is the time. So there's, there's going to be some weird stuff there. It may, may, maybe it's something cool that I don't even know about yet. So we'll see. I do think it's a time where MLB will experiment. And I think the experiment will be more playoff games rather For than sure. less like our caller suggested extended rosters. Just it, think about that. The owners, they lost money. Yeah, they're gonna look for ways to gain back money, and that's more postseason games, more stars and big moments, and it might be more of a tournament. And, and then in 1981, they did it. There was eight teams that made the playoffs. That didn't happen again until 1995, after right. another strike in '94. They went right back to just four teams and no wild card or anything like that. So I don't know. I think that's interesting points in history. That kind of well, I and I, I think the bigger thing you and I have sunk deeper into this, and we've done some talking baseballs episodes on it, is that the CBA is up after the season, and uh, it's going to be interesting if if they do expand the playoffs and they're very successful and they make the owners a lot of money, that is going to turn into actually a bigger bargaining chip for the players, um, and so it, it's going to be interesting to see what new rules happen. And if it's just pure gasoline on the fire for the upcoming CBA negotiations. 
or hey, maybe everyone sitting down and being friendly can can open up some doors, but we'll see. I also realize that if they do extend the playoffs till like November or whatever, because people were suggesting December, like the players aren't going to, because then they only have a shortened off season and they're not going to be into that too. Yeah, I, I mean, it gets tricky because every league is going to have to deal with that, and I just don't know what it looks like yet because, I mean, NBA, um, you know, there there's rumors that their playoffs might go into August, September, and their season is supposed to start in October. So uh, every league's going to have to figure out how they're going to do that. All right, here he is. Look out. What up, fellas? Boobox, couple things. First, I'd like to shout out to the chat. Second, if any listener needs to clear their headspace, relax a little bit, and have a good, solid, hearty laugh, head on over to John Boy and Jake Radio. This dude's probably my favorite pod content out there. Simply phenomenal. And D. When you're married, you have two kids, okay. and one on the way, the option of buying a PS4 isn't even really an option. So my... MLB The Show is a dumb mobile game called Tap Sports, MLB 20. They have Stan's nickname as Bigfoot. Is that a real nickname? I've never heard anyone call him that. I don't know. Stay staying, boys. This too shall pass. And we'll have a 28. Take care of yourselves. Love you more than Artie. Wow. Shots wow. fired, Artie. Uh, thanks, Bubak. Uh, John Boy Jake Radio is a good time. It's uh, just straight banter and, and weird stuff. We used to do more of that on Talking Yanks, and then we started John Boy Jake Radio. Now we can strictly talk Yanks, although the voicemail ups got weird this offseason. But anyway, congrats on the baby on the way again, Bubak. Stan's nickname is not Bigfoot. So he, he's saying he can't play MLB The Show because he's married, so he's playing taps on his phone. And in that game, Stan's nickname is Bigfoot. Yeah, I was going to see if he did that for Players Weekend one weekend. I don't think he did. looks like Jordy Mercer did. Um, I never heard that. Yeah, I forget. It might come up on his MLB reference, but yeah, I mean, that's... And again, this gets into the weird thing of nicknames because it's, it, you know, nobody, nobody in the Yankee clubhouse calls Gary Kraken, but Kraken is a nickname of sorts. So, I mean, maybe someone labeled Giancarlo Stanton Bigfoot at some point. Uh, but three, I mean, three articles come up when you search it that say his Marlins teammate called him Bigfoot. So, hey, there's something there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. When he changed his name from Mike to Giancarlo, no one could pronounce it, so his teammates just called him Bigfoot. Wow, interesting. Works. Tap Sports, teaching me something new. I mean, they call him the man of a million names. His mother calls him Cruz, teammates call him Bigfoot. Yeah, that's interesting that that didn't spread out of Marlins territory for me. Not much does. (laughs) Ha-ha. Ha. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So I got... I think I told you the tip of the iceberg on this, but I got the Xbox baseball game. It's RBI baseball. It has Yelich on the cover. You were told it was bad, right? I was told it was bad, and they were right. What um, makes it so bad? Dude, it's it's unbelievable. It's basically an app game just on the Xbox. There's no announcers. Like, there's no one calling the game. So it's just silence. 
And I think the only thing that comes up, the only noise I think it makes is you're out. So, like, mm-hmm. if you make an out. So, it's just laughable. And, I mean, it's got some of the problems a lot of baseball games is hitting's the hardest thing to do sports and you can't replicate that very well. But, I mean, it's just, it, it was laughable. It was laughable. Last baseball game I played was Wii Baseball. Good content. I was good at it. You're good. Yeah. Played against those kids nonstop. Fellas, Tom from Baltimore. First time, long time. So, I was thinking about how... I named my dog Jeter for obvious reasons. And what would be your list of top three, top five Yankees names that bode well as dogs' names? All right. Keep it up, guys. Love you. Thanks, Tom. Tom from Baltimore says he's first-time caller, but his name is in our system, which means he has called before. Wow. Maybe someone else called from his phone. Or someone did voicemail. Maybe Luke did voicemail edits, but we never got this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, uh, yeah. Zimmer. Yeah, my yeah. dog's name was Zimmer after Don Zimmer. Yeah, when we when when we got him, the options were Bubba, Bubba Crosby, uh, Bernie, sure, and Zimmer. Yeah, and my little brother was five at the time, and he just chose Zimmer, and it stuck. And it was a good call. Yeah, it's a good call. Bubba is too. Everyone has that. And Bernie, he wasn't a Bernie. Yeah. It wasn't Bernie. Uh, and the Zim is huge there. Because um, Bernie, you're going to kind of just be stuck in Bernie. Like, I don't think you can burn. Like, that's not great for a dog. Zim, great for a dog. Um, I feel like there's a lot of Mattingly's out there. I feel like that's a decent dog name. Matty? Mattingly. Um, what about Soho? Soho's a good one. Uh, you got to dig a little bit of that. Maybe some Sevies out there. He's got to pick up his performance to get a little more of that going. Um Glaber, good dog name. It's tough. Is it a good name? Ooh, interesting. It's a good name if you become famous shortstop for the Yankees. Yes, yes, agree. Uh, let's see. Judge. What, what about Dono? Dono is a good one. Booney. Um, Booney's a great dog's name. Matt Blake. I mean, it's weird to name your dog after the manager. Well, I guess it's not Don Zimmer. <laughs> but I mean, like current manager. He hasn't won a World Series yet. But if Booney wins a World Series. So you think you need Actually, a World... you know what? If someone named their dog Booney after the 2003 walk-off home run. Counts. That counts. That counts. And I think that's a really good dog's name. Booney. Yeah, Booney. That's my number one now. Okay. Higgy. Oh, Higgy's good. Higgy's good. Higster. All the all those names. You like Higgy uh, ripping the guitar on it? He get, he's getting out of his shell. Mayhew. He's uh, I mean, he's a performer. We we broke him. Yeah. He, he figured he bottomed out after he talked to us. Booney's the best, I think, that we just stumbled upon. Nice. All right, next voicemail. Hey boys, this is Brian calling from the Upper East Side. Subject. Uh, just calling with a quick question, excluding Cole and John Carlo. Who is a Yankee who didn't make a major contribution last season who you think could this year? Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Hat. Final answer. Besides who and who? He said Paul and Giancarlo. Subject. Uh, just calling with a quick question. Excluding Cole and Giancarlo, who is a Yankee who didn't make a question Excluding Cole and Giancarlo, who? I don't know. I got nothing. Do and Duhar? Do and 
Duhart, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, Hap's an interesting one because, I mean, he contributed. He threw, he had what? He said major contributions. Yeah. He wasn't a plus player on the team last year at all. No, but, I mean, he was out there for, what, 20, 28 starts, something like that? Yeah. I mean, he was he was out there pretty much for every start. Cole. The chat says he thinks he says Cole. Cole. <laughs> Tom Davis says pool. <laughs> Which is what, that's what Google uh, <laughs> Google translates. Maybe there's is. a chance. Um, guys who didn't contribute last year. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you obviously hit the big ones. Monty's got to be up there, right? Oh, Monty. That's Monty. fun. Um. I guess you could dig in the bullpen and maybe like a Holder Heller type. Um, someone like that. Because, um, I mean, offensively, there's no one new. Mike Ford would be the only. And he kind of had a couple. Sleeper. He had a couple major contributions last year. He did year. a couple things. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, you hit the big ones there. Because really, I mean, we only picked up Cole. And then. Did Zach- you count Clint? Clint could. He had a good two-week run. We actually, like, dove into that two-week run, and it wasn't as impressive as we thought it was on his deep... On his it was deep, good. It, it was, was just good. brief. Very I, brief. I mean, it was yeah. tight. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I remember, like, on Twitter, people would say, like, he carried the team for two for a month, and I was like, yeah, he did. Like, I agreed with it, yeah. and then I, we looked into it, and I was like, oh. It was really a little tighter. Three-home run game in Baltimore. Whatever. But Clint could be one. Um... I mean, like, dude, so many people contributed last year. Yeah. There's not many new faces. So I think you have, you have to go Stanton, which he eliminated. I think you got to go Hap if he's going to be, like, a plus pitcher because I think he was kind of average last year to sub-average. For, yeah. Uh, Monty's a great one. And then some bullpen arm. Like, if Lasagna becomes a one-inning dude. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. Yeah, Lasagna counts as well. I think that's kind of it. Wade. Chat saying Wade. Waiter's an option. What about Roselle Herrera? Got screwed. She got. Roselle Herrera hates coronavirus. More? New shirt. Go check it out in the store today. Roselle Herrera hates coronavirus. Shop.talkingyanks.com and then just Google Roselle Herrera. And, we have and if you collection. don't find that shirt, go look at another one. And maybe you'll like that one. Marketing. Business. So I'm a, I'm a longtime listener, uh, first time caller. Um, what's it? Who do, who can you see us flipping at the trade deadline? Ooh. I don't know who I could see, but I just want to know what, what y'all could see. Um, maybe I'm thinking, I don't know, but let me see what who y'all uh, wants to flip at the trade deadline. Thank you. Long Jimmy, time this, this question's for you. No, usually I would skip this question. But we are in weird times. When's when's the trade deadline this year? We don't know when the trade deadline's going to be. October 1. Like we said, it could be like 10 teams making the playoffs. Let's go no trade deadline this year. Yeah. So just right before the playoffs, you can like trade the Rangers for Joey Gallo. Done. Oh, I thought you meant no trades. No, no, no. I'm saying max trades. So like last day of the regular season, someone's like screaming at the Tigers, like, give us Matt Boyd. It'd yeah. be pretty intense. Um, all right. So, again, we don't know what the trade deadline is going to be. Correct. We really don't know who's available. I will say this. August 31st. There's my guess. The Yankees, and then we've talked about this somewhere, are, aren't are going, like, I don't, I think Cash isn't going to try and get a rental because Paxton, Tanaka, Hap, 
are all on walk years. And that currently is three of our five starting pitchers. That'd be that'd be an interesting scouting uh, report for our listeners slash maybe BBD. Who's who's going to be the Bauer Stroman trade this year? Because the Yankees are lined up for that. Exactly. Yeah. So the Mets traded for for Stroman, not really for twenty nineteen, although he helped. But knowing that he was also going to be in twenty twenty, Reds traded for Bauer, not for twenty nineteen at all, because they weren't even in, yeah. not at all for twenty nineteen. But knowing that he could help them in twenty twenty. So you got to look at guy. I think you have to look at guys that have years attached to them because that's how Cashman's going to try and fill next year's rotation spot because he's got a lot to fill. So that's my only insight there. And who Boyd might be one of those guys, but who? I mean, and you might have to really dig into the bottom feeders if we're doing fourteen game playoff in a shortened season with one of the most competitive roster years ever. I mean, geez, like who who's going to be trading? Who's going to be so far out of it? It's going to be like the Orioles, the Tigers. So what about Cobb? No, he's a no. He is a year attached, I think. Um, no, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I think he's a free agent. I think he and like, do you want? I mean, you know. Yeah, it, I nice mean, it guy. gets tricky. Archer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I the, asked Cash if he was going to trade for Archer. The, the trade deadline may be, you know, it may really be bottom bottom teams, and it might be a huge opportunity for them to get a rebuild in a sh- in a shortened season. So. Um, tough. Who are the Yankees trading this year? I don't know. I asked, I told Cash that Archer is looking to get picked up and he said, uh, it'd be bad if it comes to that. Something like that. Yeah. Take a pandemic. Oh, Oh, So that was just uh, an old school. Just a letter from old school. From That was TD, who just left the chat. Hope yeah. hope you didn't just cost us our monetization on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> to be honest. Tough. <laughs> Might have to cut that out. Next, voicemail. Hey, boys. It's Team Geo. Chris from Texas. I um, just want to touch base. I just listened to the Clark Schmidt interview. And I guess my question is, is how is Garrett Cole going to deal with being our number two, oh, two, three years from now and have to take a backseat to this man? Clark Schmidt is going to be the greatest ever. Yankees legend. You should already go ahead and order the plaque for Monument Park. Missing you guys, missing baseball, missing everything. Still trying to figure out why Jake hasn't followed me on Twitter, but you know. Stay safe, guys. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Chris, who's in the chat right now. Jake, why don't you follow him on Twitter? Keep him chasing you. Give me, you know, just you, the the further you, the when you push harder and farther, then you go harder and farther. Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Uh, how's Cole going to deal with it? I mean, dude, it was cool insight that Cole, like he's like, Cole throws a power curve. I throw a power curve, so Cole has been teasing him, like, oh, power curve, huh? And, like, yeah. give him shit. Because that means Cole's noticed his power curve. That was actually kind of like I said. That's pretty cool. Cool guy to be on your radar. Are you are you mad we're, we're pissing away one of Cole's big, what's supposed to be one of his bigger years of his contract? 
Yanks getting screwed. What are you going to do? Screwed. It's all right. It's all right. Maybe his arm takes a break and he pitches all seven years. Perfect game every game. Don't touch me. Come on, man. Yo, John Boy, Jake, Cameron from Midtown. Um, So, let's say the season does get shortened by, like, two-thirds or uh, half. So, let's say there's 81 games. And, you know, you have people like Jay Hap who have, like, these contracts where they're incentivized if they get, like, 30 starts. Why don't we just half that number, like, put that number in half, you know, so their contracts still work out? You know, even if we're talking about them getting paid, that might be a different story. But I'm talking about, like, if they need incentivized contracts and they need, like, uh, to get 30 games. To be- okay, I can't listen to that. Cameron, thank you for calling. I don't know what happened. You went through a wind tunnel or the subway drove by or something. But why don't we just prorate? Prorate, right? That's, that's the only word you guys need to know during these times. Just if you find yourself in a baseball discussion, just say prorate it. They're going to do that, right? Prorate it. I think they already like announced they kind of did. They announced it for arbitration. I'm interested how they do it for incentive-laden contracts. They should do it. Yeah. But it just wasn't part of passing thread. It was just arbitration. You would think it's the same. And I mean, for Yankees talk, that affects Tap because he has game started and innings and stuff. Tapper. So, all right. Hi, Jimmy and Jake. This is Michelle King calling from Dallas, Texas. Long time, first time. I've got two questions for you. One, which Yankee would you most like to be stuck in quarantine with? And number two is, what do you think would have happened if the Yankees had signed Robinson Cano at to a long-term contract instead of Jacoby Ellsbury. Thanks so much for what you do. Um, congrats on everything. Bye. All right, two questions. First, thank you, uh, Michelle from Dallas, Jake's old stomping grounds. Jake. What up? Whoa. <laughs> Dallas, where you at? <laughs> uh, Who would you want to be stuck in quarantine with? Uh, for me, I mean, it's a little lazy, but it's probably Tyler Wade. We, we probably make a TikTok account together and it's like, oh, twins doing stuff. And people are like, wow, this is a good content. I think, <laughs> I think producer I, Katie's laughing a little too hard at that joke. I think I'd, I'd take DJ. Okay. Because when he is quiet, like he can right. clearly be fine on his own. Sure. I can throw him some batting practice every now and then. I can do some soft toss. Toss. Then he'll go stare at the wall for like five hours. I think you're going to talk too much for him. Exactly. I think he's going to kick you out. I don't think you can quarantine Well, he can't kick me out. So it's like, I'll give him his space when he needs it. And then when I want to go... Torturing him. Yeah, when I want to go annoy him and be annoying, I'll have fun. Like roommate I think you're looking for Higgy there. Roommate Pete in college. I think Higgy's a better fit If Higgy's playing his guitar all the time, I'm out. Yeah, that's I tough. thought Higgy, but then I thought he'd be playing guitar in front of me, and I was like, I don't want to listen to like another Iron Maiden song, man. Let's, uh, I think we just Let's laugh. Play some fun games with DJ, and then when he wants to go stare at the wall and be quiet, I'll watch my Netflix and do some editing and stuff. No, I've got it, man. We lock you and Clint in a room, and you guys figure it out. Finally. <sighs> Jesus. Problem solved. Next. Besties. John Boy and Jake. This is Roy White. I got a question about your wiffle ball days. How did the taped wiffle ball come about in your experiences 
versus everybody else who seems to just play with the plastic ball with the holes on the side. Love your show. Have a great day. Wow. Okay. Michael K calling in from a burner burner name. Using Roy White. Yeah. Wow. Uh that was my father. Yeah. We played with ball. We had a whole field in our backyard. We painted two trees yellow. We had uh, was a 30-foot fence in right field, five-foot or like three-foot fence center and left. We had a big net and a, strike, a metal sheet that hung as a strike zone. But we played with, we duct taped the balls up so you could throw them harder and hit them farther. And I've been, I played, I, it started when I was a freshman in high school. Um, my cousin AJ and I just wanted to like throw harder and hit harder yeah, and be able to throw, uh, actual pitches that you see on TV. Like you were, that, you were splitting the gap between wiffle ball and baseball. Yeah. Cause I don't like like that blitz ball shit. Yeah. It's too unrealistic. Like a ball shouldn't be able to start at my waist and then come up to my face. Sure. I, we wanted to play what we saw on TV so I could throw like a fastball, then a cutter, and then a slider and stuff like that, not anything. So we taped it up. We put a little lace on it. I mean, we played a lot. A nub. Game. A little nub. We played a lot. Yeah. It's a good game. I know. I threw my arm out once, and I haven't played that since. Oh, yeah. You just throw hard. Yeah, I mean, going over your house was a form of punishment. Um, because the next day, well, hey, it was going to be really hungover, but that, that was me. That was a me problem. But yeah, arm was going to be out of its socket for like four days. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and I used to, when he was in high school and I was 22 to 24, we would get in the heated battles. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it got impossible to score runs. That's the honeypot there. Yeah. I mean, if your pitches are working that day, you're feeling good. If they're not. I think I have a whole video. Luke and I set up six cameras, mm. filmed a whole game. One-on-one. Again. Extreme hobbyist. It's not a hobby. What are you talking about? Just a game. Yeah, games can be hobbies. And I was talking about you setting up six cameras <laughs> to videotape it. It was, it was a compliment to you. I don't like you, the word you, hobby. You I've told you in... multiple times I don't like how you call me extreme hobbyist. You know who dropped that? You uh, are. Bauer was like, Jake calls you extreme hobbyist on this thing. Hobbies is like guys who set up train sets in their garage and run tracks and build tracks. Like, that's a hobby. So you ju- you hate the word hobby because yeah. you have it mislabeled. Like, I could shoot basketball a lot, and that's my hobby. Like, when you played wiffle ball, when you played duct tape ball a lot, that was your hobby. It's just a sport. <laughs> you go to, yeah, hobby, lo- you go to a hobby Lobby store, they're not selling basketball. Do you like puzzles? Yeah, I'd say puzzles is a hobby and reading. Those are the two hobbies. Reading? But everything else is something I was doing. Watching as like, TV shows. I mean, you just dive into a ton of stuff, man. Watching I, TV isn't a hobby. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> you just got a weird definition of hobby. Hey, this is Jeff from Charlotte. Whoa. Colin, thinking about watching a lot of old sports and been watching some old YouTube videos. What has been the best and worst score bugs from back in the day on these YouTube videos? I'll hang up and listen. Bye. Damn, Jeff, we haven't even gotten to score yeah. bugs yet. We went from 1972, where we've watched 1983. So, I don't know. There's no scorebook yet. Yeah. I was watching a game, the the Farnsworth tackle. There was no scorebook, and that was in 2003. Yeah. 
Like, I think score bugs are way newer than people remember them being. Which is insane. Yeah, you kind of used to just get them in and out of innings, basically. I think that was the first step. We realized why people scored at home. Because they had to to keep up with what was going on. Especially if they didn't like the announcer. Oh, yeah. You know, you had to just watch and and keep scoring. Yeah. Um, The old yes scoreboard with the diamond is cool. Diamond is cool. Yellow on the bases. But I, I do think that scoreboards get better every year. Like, they announced the new scoreboard for the Super Bowl, and people were com- were like, why do this now? Or, or NCAA championship game. But I was like, that looks better. Yeah, I think I think we've gotten to a point. I mean, A, it turns into the classic, everybody hates new things. If you don't update an app, the new Twitter, you just end up liking it better because they make it to be more convenient for you. I do think we've gotten to a point where... Uh, like we've got the concept, <laughs> like in in every sport. Like we need <laughs> we need the sport, we need the score, the time, timeouts are are good in the other sports. Runners on bases, the count for baseball. I think we figured out what needs to be up there. Um, and now we're just in demo time. I feel like you see it every football playoffs. Like they add the green zone and stuff like that. Or uh, MLB, they started working in more of the strike zone type stuff, the box. Um. So, uh, I don't know. They're they're going to tweak it. I'm sure we're going to find uh, some advancement we like. But, In the uh, recent years, like since I started live tweeting Yankees games, maybe it was 16 or 17, the Yankees took the pitch count off the score bug for like a week. Yeah. And I remember I was like, yo, we like really look at that. Could use that. Really pay attention. What I want to see more score bugs do is a little drop down of the sequence of pitches. So I think Nessen does like curveball. They'll put it on the screen. Sure. And I think you just go, I think you go fastball, breaking ball, off speed, right? But like if it's a six pitch at bat, I want to be able to look up after the pitch Mm. and it'll just drop down and it'll say, you know, Fastball, fastball, off I feel speed, like they tried ball. that for a while. I think it just, it, it's like, it's turns a, lot into of a lot on the screen. A lot yeah. of info. I understand that. But I think, I think that was how you would teach sequencing or yeah. people would understand it more. And, and I think that's a cool aspect of the game that people should do. I mean, I do that on my breakdown sometimes. I write like, write it out. Yeah. So you can see the patterns and all that. I think we'll see something. Uh, there was an article retweeted the other day. Is our guy Eno Saris from The Athletic. And it was uh, some kid trying to make like a good pitch <laughs> rating thing, uh, which was interesting. And it's an interesting concept. I read, I read that article. And, and yeah, I mean, it's got some holes, but it's like, that's where I'm saying five years from now. Like that's a start and we could start gathering some information and where we'll be in hopefully five years or whatever it is. Then if you can translate that to the screen, get the kids a little more interesante. Oh, or just use social media and let the kids watch on there. It, that well, well, the metric that he was that that good pitch metric that he was building, he was taking the speed location of the pitch and comparing it to eighty one or some felt like an arbitrary number other pitches of the same same result, same speed yeah. and location, and then comparing the results and saying like, well, this should have been a good pitch, but that goes against sequencing and matchups and who you're facing and what you threw last at bat and everything I think determines it. So I saw that and I was like, Oh, this sucks. Like, this is not how baseball's played. Cause he was like, you know, this is the best pitch last season. It's a Garrett Cole fastball that went for a single. It's like results matter. Yeah. 
and you don't know. Maybe that dude was sitting fastball because of something. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's a lot there's more. a lot of moving parts. So I wasn't totally in on that. Um, all right. Next voicemail. Did we finish the score bug thought? So what was a favorite score, bu- score bug? I, I mean, my brain, I see the same stuff. All right, cool. Go. It's coronavirus. Actually, it's Mark from Wisconsin. Just want to say, love all the content you guys are pumping out these days. Really appreciate it. My question is, if you could make one change to baggage to make it even better, what would it be? As we all know, there's not enough people saying no at the end. So I would have them open three pieces of baggage at the end and, uh, you know, even it out. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Peace. All right. Well, watching baggage and talking to Yanks have crossed over. Watching baggage, if you're not sure, is a show that Jake and I do on YouTube, John Moore Jake uh, Radio YouTube channel, where we watch an episode of Baggage, which is an old game show that Jerry Springer used to host, and it's the best show ever. And we just watch and commentate over. It comes out every Thursday. I think there's 10 episodes out right now, so go check them out. They are a lot of fun. One thing I would change is to have more people watch watching Baggage on wow. our channels. But no. Uh, I mean, this is a little deep for people who have no idea what we're talking about. A little bit. A little bit. If you haven't, I mean, Google the TV show Baggage. It's game show, dating show, Jerry Springer. Everyone reveals some baggage, and, you know, it, it turns into a spit show pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I for, for those that know... Um, at the end, they go through three rounds of baggage, and then they address the person who's been, quote-unquote, playing the game, and then they unveil a piece of baggage, and they decide if they want to go on a date. What I would do, and I just had a Jakey light bulb moment, which are few and far between, but when that bulb burns, it bulbs bright, baby. It's the person playing the game, they have two bags of baggage, and so whenever the one of the three contestants comes up, the winner... They have to pick which bag. They re- they reveal it. Then they have to decide if they want to go on a date with them. And then the second bag gets revealed. So they're like, yes, I want. I, yes, I accept that you still live with your grandmother and mother. I think it's admirable. I'll right. go on a date with That's you. That's fine. You're saving okay, money. Okay, well, here's the baggage you didn't see. Enjoy your date with this guy who has strangled cats. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's a really good idea. Forced dating. It's a really good idea. What I would change is I want more contestants to call out the bullshit right. of the other three. We had one girl do it, and it was just phenomenal. All right. That was talking, watching, baggage. Check it out. Hey, John Boy Jake. This is Eric calling from Clarksburg, West Virginia. Twitter handle of Post 15. I was trying to come up with something that would be kind of fun, and I was playing an old MLB the show the other day, and I figured out that Tyler Wade is like a perennial all-star. A big Tyler Wade guy, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen with him. Can you think of a guy on a video game that became a free all-star on the game but kind of did not in real life? I was going back about 15 years ago thinking Nick Johnson used to be a stud on every game I played. I don't know. Something different. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Bye. Pass this one to you. Yeah, I mean. None uh, of the Wii baseball players went on right. the all-stars in MLB. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Um. No, I mean, and and you can play this game too because, I mean, it just turns into prospects or guys that had a good first season that didn't pan out. I mean, it would be a Jesus Montero. Jesus Montero, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, Michael Pineda, someone like that. Phil Hughes. Who was that uh, dude on the 2012 Futures game that was the only one that didn't? 
Uh, I'll look him up. Was he a Yankee or no? No, he wasn't oh. a Yankee. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of some video game legends. I mean, Jeff Francoeur, um, he had a crazy rookie season, so he, he was probably a, a superhero in some video games. I mean, there's so many pitchers. <laughs> there's just so many pitchers that are big-time prospects, and then it doesn't work out. But Grant, if they, Grant Green. Grant Green, sure. He was in the infield futures game with Nolan Arenado, Tim Beckham, Paul Goldschmidt, Jason Kipnis, Manny Machado, Will Middlebrooks, and Grant Green. Grant Green. And he's, he's got some time in the majors, but I don't think he ever made an all-star. Yeah. So in video game, I don't play video games, but I'm guessing he was an all-star. Yeah, the the pattern works out that way. I, I and I have seen some of the Tyler Wade stuff, especially the the out of the park baseball, because that's all projecting and stuff. And yeah, I mean Wade, <laughs> you know, there's a time when Wade was the sexy five-tool next Ben Zobrist, and now there's a time when it's like, hey, hit now or forever hold your peace. What? what? Oh my God! This is the last voicemail. Are you ready for it? I don't know. John Boy, Jake, it's James from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, lately, I've been thinking about some bullets that the Yankees have dodged in the past, and my favorite one that comes to mind is definitely Robbie Cano. Uh, at the time, I was really pissed. Oh, uh, I hated that. to see him go. I grew up as a kid watching him and listening to John Sterling make those uh, immaculate calls for his home runs. But really, what it led to is us getting Glaber Torres, us having – DJ LeMahieu and being able to make this title push in the way that we're doing it. And uh, so I wanted to get you guys take on that, see if you had any other cool uh, dodge bullets that maybe I missed. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all the work you guys do. Go Yankees. Thank you very much. All right. So Cano talk, Michelle from Dallas. Yeah. We, we didn't do it there. What would the team have looked like Jake? If they kept Cano, they wouldn't have signed Ellsbury. Would they have still signed McCann and Beltron? Because that was the season they were like, let's do another 2009 right. push. And they went out and they got their guys. And it was McCann, Beltron, was Kuroda then? Or was he earlier than then? I don't know if Kuroda was there yet. Um, Cano left after the 2013 season. Kuroda threw some good innings. Yeah, he was good for the Yankees. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a Pandora's box of stuff that would have happened. A good butterfly effect of... Cano signs, like you said, Ellsbury's the tip of the iceberg. I don't know if it would affect those other guys. Um, I don't think they would have kept Gary, Judge, Sevy, and all those prospects because I think they would have been in win-now mode, like we have to win with Cano's here, and they would have been trading prospects to bring people in. Yeah. So I don't know if the, the farm that we love now stays intact. If and, Cano stays. And who knows? Maybe they hit on another trade and they, you know, they traded Gary Sanchez for someone else and that that led them to <laughs> to somewhere else. Who knows? I mean, it's, uh, go watch Butterfly Effect. Ashton well, Kutcher. Were you sad when Cano wasn't around? I really liked Cano. I mean, who didn't, right? People that hate, people that are kind of racist, sure. Yeah. yeah, or if you you just don't understand the difference between, like, laziness and being smooth, um... And I mean, like, Cano, Cano, it's he's gonna look, be looked back at as almost not a trendsetter, but kind of like, yeah, you don't need to book it to first base on a grounder to first when you're guaranteed to be out. Like, don't get hurt. Uh, and I, I think that's gonna be a funny thing to look back at. And I think Robbie Cano, well, a, I think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. I think his second base numbers are still all time. 
His career numbers in 15 years are still fantastic. Listen to the five-game stretch, Jake, before year he left. So he averaged like 160 games. Right. He played 161, 160, 159, 161, 160, yep. which is in- incredible. Yeah. Um, in those five years, from this is from 2009 to 2013, in five full seasons, three three fourteen batting average, three sixty nine on base percentage, eight ninety nine OPS, and one thirty eight OPS plus. Like he yeah. was so good. And a lot of those numbers from second base were, I mean, almost unheard of at the time. There's like a handful of second basemen who have ever been able to do anything like that. Um, MVP votes in every all, every one of those seasons. Silver Slugger in every one of those seasons, besides one four. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how you know having the short porch would have cooked his numbers probably a little bit better than being out in Seattle. And uh, yeah, but uh, it's a key example of free agents pretty much go to the team that offers them the most money. And I mean, there's uh, I I wonder if they've done anything on that yet because I I mean he was Jay Z's first real big client to hit free agency and that whole thing was a mess didn't it didn't the plane land in seattle and jay-z asked for more money from the mariners or something and they're like no this isn't (laughs) this this isn't how this works i forget um but yeah i mean there's a lot more moving parts there than normal um and yeah i mean i'm sure the butterfly ashton kutcher would have looked a lot different um going on yeah that was our last call Nice. Good voicemails, everyone. Those were good. Some good good baseball talk. Great. Especially for having no baseball. That's the end of the show, I think. You got anything else? Did we miss anything? There is another call from Boobock here, but it's another minute long call. I can skim it. Another minute or from boobs. You got the Google Translate? Is it telling you anything good? I'll read it. Hello. Workout. Probably was a lookout. Yeah. It's blue box coming to you unscripted. So you know how that goes. But I guess, I guess I'm here again for Thursday, for Saturday. Anyway, I just want to shout out DVD. I'm guessing he means BBD. Mm. I mean, you know, I think he's coming after Katie Sharp's job. It's just his stats numbers are off. He could make this a NASCAR. It's incredible how that BBD. We love you, bud. There say there they said opening day morning. What would be opening day morning? And we did post something this morning, and I did cry. So I'm getting emotional, man. So I love you even more than he does. Take care of yourself. Voice. That was the Google Translate uh, Boo Box voicemail. I was not nice, I think. Um, except except the Katie Sharp part. I mean, we you know we got room for both of them on the bus. Um, we like sharp stats when there's baseball being played better to break down the stats that way um no baseball blues no baseball kind of blues all right that's the end of this episode thank you guys very much we apologize about the delay but we will see you next time monday and then i think like we said hopefully if it comes true usually i don't announce these things just in case something happens but supposedly voids gonna join us and we're excited about that when and if it happens it'll probably be next thursday release or something like that i don't know we'll figure it out Thank you very much. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.